This is an ABC podcast. Oh, we've got so much to catch up on. An Oscar winner. Thank you. Struggling artists. A lost Aussie slasher movie. Some Ray Harryhausen. Some classic Arnie. I'll be back. Brilliant Irish comedy horror. Spooky houses. <laughs> slashers. Creepy nuns. More spooky houses. <laughs> Zombies, dystopian sci-fi, oh, so much. So much to go through, but it's all good. True Cult. New releases with Alex Bonniewell. Alex, a film which has got so much buzz, so many awards. What can we say? This is just brilliant. Released by Madman. This is the South Korean multi-Oscar winner. So best director, best film, best screenplay, best international feature. This is Parasite, which is available on DVD and Blu-ray. I think the only other Oscar winners we've ever mentioned on True Cut may be The Exorcist and American Werewolf, but this in a completely different field. Is it worthy of all the buzz? Yes, it is. I've been wanting to see this since it was shown at the Sydney Film Festival in June, July last year. Completely missed it. Missed the Q&A with director Bong Joon-ho, which I've gutted about. So I, I have been waiting patiently for this to come out. I managed to miss everything about it but knowing Bong Joon-ho's movies we've covered someone true cult like the host Snowpiercer and Heimu which he wrote not directed they all deal with class and so does Parasite there is a poor family the Kims and a rich family the Parks and the Kims gradually work themselves into the Park household but this is all I want to tell you about the movie because there are so many twists and turns to say anything else would be a massive spoiler for one of the best movies to appear in a long time I love everything about this, the characters, the direction, the acting, the script. It is at times incredibly funny and at others unbelievably stressful and it will always keep you on your toes. This is my second favourite South Korean movie, the first being Old Boy. You've got to do a lot to get past Old Boy, but this is very, very close. It is quite, quite brilliant. There, there was a little short making of feature on the Blu-ray, which is worth watching. Doesn't go into it in too much depth, but it gives you a little bit of background of how the film came about. Have you seen it yet, Rihanna? I haven't, but I I have been keeping across what has been happening. I obviously love Snowpiercer, one of my favourite films. Didn't realise there's also a black and white version of this that's now been released. I know. I mm. read that. Another film I have to get the black and white version of. It'll be interesting to see. And I think they're in talks with HBO or someone to do a to do a series of it which I'm not quite sure how they'll do and if they're going to make it still as a South Korean thing or they're going to translate it to America. I'm not sure how it's going to work, but I'm curious to see what it, how it does. I'm, I have been following the path of director Bong Joon-ho since The Host and I'm so happy that this has happened to him. I don't follow the Oscars normally. They, they, really, they don't really say much to me because it's usually films I, I've not... I've not much interest in, but to see Parasite do well was a massive surprise, but it was worthy of it, though. It's, it's a brilliant, brilliant movie. Well, maybe you'll be catching more of the foreign language film awards from here on in, knowing that Estonia and Slovakia are just right up there when it comes to yeah. horror and folk horror and what they're making yeah. these judges watch. <laughs> yes. yes, hopefully it's going to open up 
the, the Academy Awards to a much wider breadth of films. But yeah, I, I implore everyone to see this movie and not read anything about it. No, even I was like sitting there going, where's this going? What are they doing? Where's this going? I've, I've, I've had some very cool discussions with friends about this and how, how class is depicted in the movie. So it opens up a big lot of questions and discussions that you can have with people afterwards. So it's, it's not a straightforward film by any sense of the movie world, but it's easy to watch because it's so well crafted. So even though there are complications within the film and what's happening to the characters, it doesn't throw you off in any way. If you're not into subtitled films, still try and give this a go because it's such a brilliant movie. I'm, I'm just hoping that that because it's won the Oscars, more and more people will find this and then find South Korean and then find more Asian cinema as well to watch because there's so much good stuff out there. Also, the only film to have won both the Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival and an Academy Award for Best Picture. Well, yeah, there you go. It says it all, really. Alex, what else have you got from Mad Men? Mad Men, we've got Memory, The Origins of Alien on DVD. This is director Alexandra O'Philippe documentary he did the psycho shower scene documentary 7852 which was also magnificent. Oh, yes of course this gives you everything you thought you knew about the original alien movie and 10 tons more any copy of alien you've got where it's got a featurette in the extras doesn't cover an oomph of what is in this documentary i thought i knew a lot about alien but apparently i knew nothing this is just an, an amazing superb insight into a, an amazing and superb film Nikki's pushing me to drop your pieces. I'm going broke. I can't live off of nothing. And I can't live off 10% of nothing. I haven't finished painting in three months. Try this. It's the closest thing they got to a pure, uncut mix of cocaine and DMT. I started painting again. I don't know, something came over me and then it all just started pouring out of me. I don't even remember doing it. Like you blacked out? Whatever you gave me, just let me know so I can kick it with something else because I am not I saw you painting in there. I saw your uh, inspiration all over the counter, too. You know what's wrong. You don't give it up. You can't. This is the first of a, a stack of films from umbrellaent.com.au. This is Bliss. This is on DVD. In this, Dora Madison plays Desi, and she's an artist who has come out of the alternative metal punk goth underground of LA. But she's hit a block and is late on a commission. And to help free her mind, she indulges in a new narcotic called Bliss. And this does indeed get the creative juices flowing, but it also has an unforeseen side effect, an uncontrollable lust for blood. And as Dizzy spirals into a world of hallucinatory sex and death and painting, her mind starts to unravel and her friends start to die in various splattery ways. I do enjoy a spaced out artist on the Rampage movie and Bliss is just that. It has enough splatter and gore and messed up visuals to please most horror fans. It's on DVD only at the moment, but it is getting a release on Blu-ray with director Joe Bigo's Punk vs. Veterans movie, VFW next month which I'm really looking forward to seeing I do like mutant punks battling veterans kind of movies <laughs> so I think that's going to be on my list of like favourite film scenarios of the year 
but bliss i really really enjoyed it's quite tripped out it's quite bloody it kind of steps between art house and b movie quite well in a way i really really like and it's got a great soundtrack as well with stuff like electric wizard doom riders isis and some lesser known kind of la kind of gothy metal bands on there yeah it's like the haunts that desi goes to reminded me a lot of the places i used to hang out and go see bands in it is is a good kind of like spiral into an artist going mad and inevitably creating their life's work and everything else falling apart around them kind of movie i really enjoyed it this this has divided people in the kind of the horror movie world um I'm on the side of really enjoying it. I've seen posts of people who thought it was kind of like, what, what have I just watched? Why, why is this getting all the praise? But, you know, I, I really enjoy it. But again, I think it's the kind of like the art house end of it. But yeah, but it's this kind of B-movie grindhouse trying to play art house a bit. So it doesn't quite make art house, but it pushes it just a bit out of the, the grindhouse B-movie territory of it. I kind of like that mashup. But yeah, I really, really enjoyed this. It began as a class project. We have to do a graduation film, right? What better project than to finish that film? To resurrect an old film from oblivion. That movie was a nightmare. So what you're saying is there's some sort of a curse in this film. Now, they've made an unexpected discovery of a mysterious legend. Creepier than Friday the 13th. That should never see the light of day. Go playing with nightmares. This is a re-release, a new 4K restoration of this lost Aussie slasher from 2000. This is cut. Um, It's got Kylie Minogue in it. It does. It's great. Don't judge it. Don't judge it. I like it. Um, She is the director of a horror movie called Hot-Blooded. When a killer strikes the set and viciously murders her, and every time the footage is shown, someone dies. Um, Is the film cursed? Film students decide to finish the movie, but the killer is back! It's not bad. It's a bit silly, but it's really good fun. Um, It was really fun seeing Molly Ringwald as the star of Hot-Blooded, both in the 1984 original and reprising her role to finally finish the movie by the students in this yeah it's like silly splattery yeah great also from umbrella we got an amazing ray harryhausen double feature which has got the first million of the moon and 20 million miles from earth on it if it says harryhausen on the cover i have to get it so two classic harryhausen sci-fi movies 1964's first men on the moon proves that an eccentric british inventor got to the moon first and there are strange insectoid creatures living there and 20 million miles from earth is from 1957 and has a rocket ship on its return from Venus crash and a Venusian monster escaping and doubling in size every night until it's giant. Fantastic 50s creature feature. Just buy this, because it's Harryhausen, and it's great. Reissue on Blu-ray of The Running Man, the awesome 1987 Arnold Schwarzenegger dystopian future gladiatorial games sci-fi actioner. Um, It still holds up. The action is good. Arnie is fun. The one-liners are plentiful and sometimes very painful. But this is great 80s entertainment. But unfortunately, it has no extras. So I've got to keep hold of my old DVD, which has got a disc full of extras on there. Moving over to Ireland now for Extraordinary. This is a new movie. This is best described as Father Ted meets The Exorcist. (laughs) (laughs) Mary is a driving instructor who can see ghosts. Martin is a single dad whose daughter has become possessed, or something similar. Christian is a washed-up rock star using black magic to regain his fame. Their lives collide in this fantastically funny Irish horror comedy. 
this had me in stitches. I absolutely love this. Um, would make a brilliant double wheel with grabbers. Second documentary of the night, Iron Fists and Kung Fu Kicks. Superb documentary on how Hong Kong action cinema changed the world. So this starts at the Shaw Brothers studio through the formation of the Golden Harvest studio, through Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, Sammo Hung, a great section on Cynthia Rothrock, who was like the first genuine Western female action superstar, but only in Hong Kong, all the way through the black exploitation era, how Hong Kong cinema influenced those films, all the way up to The Matrix and how they were getting the Hong Kong fight choreographers into make something really cool in a Western film. Brilliantly done. So much crammed into one hour, 47 minutes. That sounds like a really good one. Highly recommended. Last one from umbrellainc.com.au is Girl on the Third Floor. And this is wrestler CM Punk, star as Don, a guy trying to do the right thing by his his pregnant wife. He's renovating a house for them all, but his wandering past catches up on him as the house has a dark side and a sordid history and has other plans for Don. It's pretty good creepy house movie, and CM Punk is much better actor than I would have given him credit for. I really enjoyed this. It's got some good creepy moments in it. It's got a bit of a kind of bit of a Hammer House of Horror feel to it, which I really enjoyed. So yeah, some top releases from, from umbrellainc.com.au that we've had to catch up on. Oh, oh, Sue, get back to the boat. Run, run back to the boat right now, Sue! What? What? We're about to meet the only guy to ever see Victor Crowley and live to tell about it. They take us and a small camera crew and a host and they fly us in the private network jet. Okay, I've told you a thousand times, I'm never going back to that swamp. They offered 600,000. Apologies, we uh, had a minor issue with our right engine. Would you like Exanix, Ambien, Valium, Oxy? I've got heavier stuff if you want. Hey, there's people out there, thank God! Your plane has crashed. We're gonna get you all help. are so dead. Alex, the trailer alone just had me laughing so hard, particularly at that um, bit in the trailer with the sensor light. Oh, just, I was at my desk just laughing and laughing and laughing. And I was like, yep, this is my film. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the first stack of films from Eagle Entertainment. This is Victor Crowley. This is number four in the Hatchet franchise. I've not oh, seen. Really? I've not seen the previous three. I have since found number three. Um, I need to get two and one. I think I might just watch them in reverse order. I think you <laughs> should, and then do I a should. review of it. Yeah. <laughs> so Victor Crowley is our Mad Axe Man of the title, played by Kane Hodder, who was Jason Voorhees in several of the Friday the Thirteenth films, and he's back. He's been kind of unwittingly resurrected um, for the fourth movie. This is set 10 years after the original film, and I have no idea if the lunatic comedy horror style is the same as the previous three, because I've not seen them, but it works really well for the fourth film. This had me giggling. This had me kind of throwing me back to my kind of VHS days and just finding anything with a man in a mask with an axe or something on the cover. Again, yeah, all right, I'll watch that, put it on. Yeah, very, very silly. Um, Some good throwback kind of practical gore effects 
Victor Crowley, the character, is, is quite intimidating. I mean, Kane Hodder's not a small guy. He's, he's pretty huge. And with a mask on and an axe in his hand, you know, you're kind of like going, yeah, none of you are surviving this. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're, just, you're just waiting for them to be picked off one by one. Really good fun. Really enjoyed this. Um, if you've seen the other three, you're bound to pick this up. If you haven't seen the other three, I really don't think it matters. You can just go straight into Victor Crowley and it kind of explains everything as it goes along because you've got people from the original movies who are trying to forget about it, who are then brought back into the scenario again. And obviously they've, they've had to, they face off with Victor before. So they've got an idea of what they may or should or shouldn't do. But will they survive this incarnation? You'd have to watch it to find out. But yeah, good, fun, dumb movie. Thoroughly enjoyable. Also from Eagle Entertainment, we've got St. Agatha. And this is set in the 1950s and a young pregnant girl is taken to the only place that will look after. A creepy convent full of, of evil nuns, of course. <laughs> Again, this is the sort of thing I would have hired out from the video library when I was a teen. It's got some good creepiness, the nuns, some cool gore. And it did it for me. It's a decent B-grade horror movie. Wasn't anything particularly new. But, you know, nuns always weird me out, so I was quite happy to watch this. <laughs> Killers Anonymous, this is a great cast. This has got Gary Oldman, Jessica Alba, Suki Walterhouse, Sadie Frost, and this is about a support group for killers. It's a nice idea, like Alcoholic Anonymous, but for murderers. I was expecting a bit more with the cast assembled. It was more a decent TV movie. It's a bit disjointed at points. At times, I wasn't sure who was who and why they were there. But, you know, it, it, it wasn't bad. Um, probably my least favourite of the batch from Eagle Entertainment. Really? Yeah, this month. But, you know, it's like it's worth watching for the cast, though. I mean, it's obviously got a very small budget and they've done as much as they can with it. But, yeah, you, you kind of feel they're a bit wasted in it, which is a shame. Elizabeth Harvest, on the other hand, um, has got Abby Lee in it from Neon Demon and Mad Max Fury Road. She was the dag in Fury Road. And she is Elizabeth who has just married a much older and very rich man, Henry, played by Kieran Hinds, who's been in, like, tons of stuff, including Game of Thrones. She can have the run of the house except for one room. But, of course, she enters the room and it all goes pear-shaped. This is a very cool sci-fi horror, horror. And if you like stuff like The Machine or Ex Machina, then you should dig this too. I wasn't sure what to expect when I started watching this, but as it progressed, I got more and more into it. This had some really cool twists and stuff in it recommend this if you like your kind of more cerebral kind of sci-fi horror stuff going on the dark there are a million movies called the dark but this is one that's just been released by surprisingly different approach to the restless spirit trope uh, mina is a undead teenager who befriends a blind boy alex who she meets in the woods both have been through some horrible experiences and revenge is coming this is a not your run-of-the-mill zombie film and it's pretty smart too pleasantly surprised by this i was expecting something very different and it yeah took me by surprise i was kind of like wow that's got some some cool ideas again again eagle entertainment seemed to be finding these really cool low budget films to put out in australia and it's it's really cool that they're doing this more dystopian sci-fi next with level 16 a very strict boarding school for girls where a couple of the young ladies realize that things aren't quite what they seem and set about finding the truth about the the academy there they they're, they're being kind of wow it's groomed maybe the right word being prepared for in shall we say cool low budget movie um no real surprises but really well done i do like dystopian sci-fi and this kind of ticked some of the boxes 
for me. This has got a bit of a, a Handmaid's Tale kind oh, of okay. feel to it as well. So you're kind of watching it going, oh, what, what, why are these girls there? What's what's happening to them? Um, a bit 1984, a bit THX 1138 in a way. You know, there's all these various different ideas taken from different sources and all kind of mashed together and, and put out there. But again, decent low-budget sci-fi. Cool low-budget horror from Mara now. So people are being killed in their sleep and criminal psychologist Kate Fuller is on the case. But she finds out that seat paralysis isn't a normal thing and it's actually called by an ancient demon reaping souls. Some really cool creepy scenes in this with the sleep demon. Um, got me a good couple of times in places. So yeah, this is this is the kind of low budget horror that I like where they kind of take take a really simple idea, creep it up, chuck some jump scares in there and just kind of hook you in and pull you in. Rust Creek is a cool student lost in the backwoods trying not to be killed by Hicks movie with a surprising <laughs> twist in the middle. Um, I've seen many films with people lost in the woods being chased by Hicks. So the first half, not that brilliant, not that surprising. But then, yeah, like I said, there's this cool twist in the middle. And I was like, okay, you're dragging me in. So, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. And last but not least from Eagle Entertainment, we've got Duplicate, which is a really intriguing low-budget sci-fi where Jonathan wakes every morning to a prepared breakfast and recording from his twin brother, John explaining where he's been, what he's been up to, etc. Then the videos stop when John gets a girlfriend and Jonathan has to work out where his brother is at and how this will affect their relationship. There are some really cool concepts of identity explored in this movie. I don't want to say much more about this because it will start giving bits and pieces away of it. But again, really surprised me. I do like kind of sci-fi that you think you know where it's going and then it kind of flips and goes, aha, no, this, this is what's happening. And like going, ooh, okay. And then it did it again to me towards the end. So, yeah, I was presently surprised by Duplicate. And that's it. Wow, what a stack of movies to get through. Rihanna Patrick on ABC Radio.